0: Come on, can we give a good God a real great praise in here? Come on, go ahead and open up your mouth and give a good God a real great praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, go ahead and shoulder bump somebody, slap somebody a high five. But just be kind. Be nice to somebody. Let them know that you're glad to see them today, and then you can be seated. Praise God. We serve a good God. I just thank God for our music department. Thank God for our band. Thank God for all of our singers. Uh, God is just real good. I thank God for him sending Minister Bernard. He really sent Minister Bernard at a time when I really needed him. I was in a real fork in the road. And uh, again, don't hear anything the wrong way. He's not saying anything about anyone else. I just needed his ministry gift in my life. And for me, it's just something about seeing a strong man worship and praise God. It just just does something for me. I, I like strength revealed in manhood. And so I just thank God for him sending minister bernard and and just really the entire music department i'm looking forward to all that god has for us in the future i want to give honor to mayor uh, al thornton who's the mayor here in the city of thurman i'm sorry who's the mayor here in the city of powder springs if you could just stand wave to the people uh mayor here in the city of powder springs thank you for thank you for coming out and worshiping us worshiping with us on today uh he's been real good to us the city of Powder Springs has been real good to us. Of course, this is no, uh, what we're not doing is uh, we're not really associating or promoting any political affiliation today. But, I mean, we're supposed to honor all those that are in authority, right? And so we're going to give him a chance to greet the people and just say hello uh, at the end of the service today, okay? My job today and my assignment today is a little different. We're going to unplug uh, from our series, The Spirit-Filled Believer. We'll pick that right back up after this. And we'll talk about the gifts of the Spirit. When we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, we're going to allow those to be in demonstration as well. So we're going to teach and demonstrate. And we really want to allow the Holy Spirit to have freedom of expression in these services. So how I many if we talk about healing, then people need an opportunity to get healed. Right? If people, we talk about faith, people need an opportunity to act on that faith. We can't say he can still do miracles, and we don't give him a chance to do miracles, right? And so we're just going to give him freedom and full expression when we get to those services. Today, we're going to talk about connect to health. Uh, Starting this upcoming Friday, we're going to have a 5K. I'll talk about a little bit more at the end of service, which will really kick off a weekend all the way into the following Wednesday when we'll have Dr. Lee, or not Dr., but uh, eight-time Mr. Olympian Lee Haney will be here on that following Wednesday. I'll tell you about everything that's happening, but today I want to talk about connect to health. Uh, Healing is God's responsibility. How many know he healed you over 2,000 years ago? Right? You're not trying to get healed. He healed you over 2,000 years ago. Right? How many of y'all believe that? Even if you have physical sickness in your body right now, those are the facts, but the truth is he healed you over 2,000 years ago. Right. And you have the ability to walk in the freedom of what he's provided for you. But health is our responsibility. Healing is his responsibility, but health is our responsibility. Say, I am am responsible responsible for for my health. Nobody else is responsible for your health. But you, no one can love you better than yourself. If you don't love you, you can't expect other people to love you more than you love yourself. Loving you is loving other people, and we're going to talk about some ways for you to be able to do that today. The desire of God is for His, or, or is for, or for His children is health. God's plan for you is not only to deliver you from physical ailments, but to also keep you in total health spirit soul and body you can live your entire life free from sickness and disease thank you for that one amen over there but you can let's look at our foundation text in 3rd John chapter 1 let's read verses 2 through 4 3rd John chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says beloved I pray that you may prosper the word prosper means to help along the road It means to succeed in reaching. It means to succeed in business. So he says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Notice he didn't say prosper and get healed. He said prosper and be in health. Folks, health is higher than healing. I'm glad God is a healer, but I don't ever want to know him as one. I want to live in divine health all the days of my life. But I want him to use me to heal other people. Everybody clear on that? I want all of what he paid for on that cross. I believe he put sickness and disease and he nailed it to the cross so that we didn't have to live with it. I want to live out the truth of what his will was for my life. And, and you should too. So, it says here, in all things and be in health. The word health means to be well in body and to be whole. But notice he says, just as your soul prospers. So, in other words, the key to being in health is for your soul to prosper. What is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Well, how does your mind prosper? First of all, with the Word of God. How many of you know that's the greatest way for your mind to prosper is to renew it with the Word of God? Right? But how many of you know your mind also uh, prospers through education? A lot of times we haven't reached where we want to be in life, not because God doesn't uh, want us to get there or not because we don't want to get there. We don't have the information to get us there, right? And so we begin to prosper at the level of information that we have. A lot of us are saying, God, do this for me. He's already done it. Now will you prosper to the level of what he's already done for you? right that's our response to it right so that's your mind so see your soul is your mind your will and your emotions how do you prosper in your will give it up and say not my will lord but your will be done give up your will for his will and you'll prosper in your will your soul is your mind your will and your emotions so many people are just emotionally emotionally just shipwrecked today well how do you prosper in your emotions through the word of god information Right, so wherever I'm lacking, how I many know if I want to prosper in it, I shouldn't just go try to prosper without information. Get information and let the information fuel where I want to prosper. Right, and that's the process information before you do A lot of people are doing without information, but you need information before you do. You all understand what he just said here. So he says, even as my soul or even as your soul prospers. Now let's keep reading. A lot of times we quote, quote that verse. And we don't keep reading verse 3 says for I rejoice greatly that's a good place right there to irritate Satan one more time can we just rejoice greatly in this place that that's not rejoicing greatly I, I say can we rejoice greatly in this place hallelujah glory to God thank you Jesus glory to God so he says for I rejoiced greatly why why is John the writer here Rejoicing greatly, writing this letter here to his good friend Gaius, he says, "For I rejoice greatly when brethren, when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth." So how many of you know knowing the truth and actually living the truth are two different things? This word "live" means to be occupied with, or "walk" means to be occupied with. It means to live. So it's not enough to just know the truth. There are people that can quote scriptures all day long, but they don't live nothing. Come on, and that ultimately ends up embarrassing Christ, right? So it's not enough to just know it. Some people just study just to study. A lot of people go back to school just to get additional degrees so that they can have more letters behind their name but they never have any intention on living what it is that they've learned, so they never reach the level of the information that they've learned because they don't live in it. They don't walk in. They're not occupied. They don't tread all around. It's not a lifestyle to them. They just learn it for the sake of learning. He said, I rejoice greatly because they live in the truth that they know. Then look at verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children not know the truth but walk in the truth. Live in it. They actually do it. That reminds me of James. James says, don't just be a hearer of the word, right? But be a doer of the word and then listen to what he says. He didn't say that you would be blessed by what you hear. He said you'd be blessed by what you do. So to get the full benefit out of everything that you're going to hear today, don't sit there for the purpose of listening. Listen for the purpose of doing. Now, what is health? Let's talk about it. Let's look at health from a different perspective. What is health? All right? I've got some bullet points here. If you're following along, you version Bible app, go to the events section. Outline is right there. Click on Linked Up Church. The entire outline is right there. I'll give you more information. I'm already doing that right now. I'll give you more information in what's actually on that outline to add to that outline. Okay? Let's look at some practical things here. What is health? Health is living free. From sickness and disease. Health is living free from sickness and disease. Folks, I want to encourage your heart today that it is the will of God for you to live at least 120 years on this earth free from sickness and disease. Genesis chapter 6 says that the number of days of man are 120. Psalm says that the number of days of man are three score and ten. That's 70 and plus 10 by reason of health. So everyone in here should have a goal, low-end, 80, high-end, 120. But why not go for the high-end so even if you fall short, you still made it to 100 years old? All right? It's the will of God, free from sickness and disease. Health is being free from anger, anxiety, and bitterness. How many know anger, anxiety, and bitterness will affect your body and bring sickness and disease into your body? Health is to have rest of mind and to be at peace, right? Isaiah 26.3 says he'll keep you in perfect peace. The Hebrew there is shalom, shalom. He'll keep you in peace, peace, if you'll keep your mind stayed on him. I mean, oh, when you're not at peace, your body responds adversely and negatively when things are not at rest in your life. Health also means to be successful in all areas of your life. It also means to be sound, spirit, soul, and body. How I many know it's not enough to, to be spiritually mature, but then physically broke? How I many know it's not enough for your body to be well, but you're spiritually broke? How I many know it's not enough for you to know the, the Word of God, but you don't have resources? Right? He wants your whole body, spirit, soul, and body, to be successful. And then the last one is to be free from hurt. So many people are walking around with so much hurt today, so much baggage today. It's just hard to meet new people because of all the previous hurt and baggage that we have that we project on every new person that we meet. A lot of times what you see with adults is adult drama in a lot of cases is childhood drama or trauma undealt with. A lot of the adult drama that you see it's childhood trauma undealt with. Then we end up just punishing every person in our future because of what people did to us in our past. Folks, I'm telling you, you can be free from hurts. And it will affect your body in a healthy way. Now, letter B, how to, how to, how to connect with and live in health. We're going to look at seven different ways to connect with and live in health. Number one, the Word of God. I want to throw something out here right now. There is a medicine so powerful that it can cure every sickness and disease known to man. It has no dangerous side effects. I mean, a lot of times the side effects of the medicine that people take is worse than the symptoms that they're experiencing. A lot of times the side effects are so long. You got one issue and the side effects are longer than the one issue that you're dealing with. It has no dangerous side effects. It's safe even in massive doses. You can't overdose on it. And when taken daily according to directions, it can prevent illness altogether and keep you in vibrant vibrant health. Does that just sound too good to be true? I'm telling you, it is true. I'm going to show it to you in the Word of God. You don't have to call your doctor to get it. You don't have to drive to a pharmacy, spend all your money. Sometimes I wonder if they're in cahoots together. Because if you go in, they will diagnose you with something. You're not going to waste their time or their money. Then after they diagnose you with something, they must prescribe something. All you have to do is reach for your Bible, open it, and follow the instructions. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Let's read verses 20 through 22. Proverbs chapter 4, 22 through 22. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. He says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, watch this, and health to all their flesh. Guess what that word health is in the Hebrew? That word health in the Hebrew is medicine. So What he's literally saying is that the word is medicine to all of your flesh. I want to always encourage you to consult God and the word of God before you consult a physician. Run to God and the word of God before you run to the natural doctor. I'm not saying you don't need both, but run to God first. And the word of God. So this this phrase here, he says, son, attend to my word. Whenever you attend to something, you give it your attention. You make it a top priority. You set other things aside so that you can focus on it. How many of you know I'm not giving my wife attention if she's talking to me and I'm not looking at her? I mean, I'm not paying attention to what, then usually she'll follow up. Are you listening to me? I mean, no. most times we'll say yes and keep on doing what we're doing. I mean, no, she's not going to feel respected, honored, and she's certainly not going to feel like a priority. Let me say say it to you this way. Have you ever been to the restaurant and you had a waiter or a waitress and they didn't pay attention to you? They didn't make you their focus or their priority? Your food didn't come back right? And now you're looking for your waitress or your, your waiter, right? And you're looking around. Where is my waiter or my waiter? Your food is getting cold now, and no one is still come back come back around to see about you. How, how does that make you feel? That's a, that waiter or that waitress didn't make you a priority. They didn't give attention to you. It wasn't good service. And usually that impacts the level of tip that we give them. Now I thank God I've never been in the hospital. I've never stayed a night in the hospital in my life. But I've gone to visit other people, and I noticed sometimes they press the button, but the nurse took 10, 15 minutes to show up. And you got to press it multiple times. I mean, know that nurse is not given attention to, not focused on, hasn't made that particular patient a priority, right? All he's saying here is make the word a priority, give it attention in your life. Focus on it, and it will be medicine to your body. So God's Word is His medicine for you to be in health. It is a drug to every part of your body. And listen, linked up church, it does not cost you anything. You don't have to spend all your money on it. It's free. Number two, Holy Communion. Don't miss this, folks, what you're getting ready to hear. It'll take faith to receive it. Number two, Holy Communion. Go with me to John chapter 6, and let's begin reading at verse 51 uh, in the New King James Version. Holy Communion. Notice what Jesus says here in verse 51. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Listen very carefully. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Now, do you think he gave you his flesh so you could be sick? I'm going to challenge your faith today. Do you think he gave you his flesh so that you could live in disease? Not at all. It doesn't make sense, does it? Right? Why would somebody give you their flesh what he's saying is I nailed it to the cross so that you could live free from sickness and disease not one week of your life all the days of your life let's keep reading here let's challenge our faith this morning the Jews in verse 52 therefore quarreled among themselves saying how can this man give us his flesh to eat see the Jews were religious I mean, religion will always question the word of God. Relationship receives it by faith. I hope you caught that. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Listen very carefully. He's talking about his life think about his life for a minute. Did he have any sickness and disease while he was on the earth? He took it, but he didn't have it. You ready to challenge your faith a little bit this morning? Verse 54, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, notice what he says, has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, listen, same language, abides in me, lives in, settles down in, takes up residence in me, and I in him, as the living Father sent me, and I live. Listen to what he's saying. As means the same way the the living Father sent me, and I live. Let's keep reading. See, we understand how did he live. Did he live with all his needs met? Did he live free from sickness and disease? Come on, answer that question. Did he live a victorious life? Satan couldn't kill him, right? He said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. When he needed to pay taxes, what did he do? He went fishing. Commanded water, commanded a fish to to pick up uh, money off the bottom of the the river there and bring it to him, not just so that he could pay his taxes, but he could pay his taxes and his friends. Even though he didn't need healing, did he go about healing other people? He didn't need to be delivered from the devil, but did he deliver other people? So he said, just as the Father sent me and I live, listen very carefully, as the living Father sent me and I live, because of the Father, right, so he who feeds on me will live because of me, the same way that I live. you don't let that go over your head. You don't have to live your life from paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to live your life taking medicine for the rest of your life. I got my pills in the morning, my mid-morning pills, my afternoon pills, my mid-afternoon pills, my pills I take at dinner, my evening pills, and the pills I take before bed. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in pain. You can live free from pain. Boy, I wish there was a little bit more faith in this room today. He said, you can do it because of me. You can't do it because of you, but you can do it because of what he did for you. And listen, I don't want to waste one ounce of what he did for me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate manna and are dead. He who eats this bread shall live forever free from sickness and disease. Listen, folks, the power in communion is able to destroy any sickness that might be hiding in your body. You don't have to wait till we have communion service to take it. You can take communion right at home. You can come to Saturday morning prayer. Take communion right at Saturday morning prayer. And every time you take it, he said, do it in remembrance of me. Remembering what? That he took all sickness and disease and sin out of your life and sin is the mother that gives birth to sickness and disease. So if he removes sin, then why wouldn't he remove sickness and disease? And every time you partake of that bread, and every time you drink of his body, you need to confess over your body that my body is healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. My body functions in the, the way that God designed for it to function, and if any foreign object has entered my body, I curse it right now at its root, I drive it far from me, and I declare that I live in health all the days of my life, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody ought to give God glory in this place today. See, religion religion just takes that just to be taken. it. Relationship takes it out of what it means. Sickness doesn't belong in my body. Disease doesn't belong in my body. Lack doesn't belong in my life. I don't struggle with sin. Hello, somebody. We are more powerful than we live. We just accept all of this stuff, and you don't have to accept it. Number three, I know this place is getting ready to get so excited over this one. Eat living food. I have never seen this kind of excitement and enthusiasm in my life. Number three, eat living food. We're talking about connect to health. Eat living food. Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. New King James Version says, And God said, See, I have given you every pork chop. No, not yes, sir. Not on that one. Not on that one. And God said, see, I have given you all the bacon you can eat. No, 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 not yes, sir, not yes, sir. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? And God said, I've given you all the ribs. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. I'm not telling you what to eat and what not to eat. But what I am telling you, a large portion of your diet should consist of fruits and vegetables. It's a tough crowd today, boy. My God. My God. Man. Could you all just pray for me right now? I can feel it. It's like, it's aggressive in here right now. I said a large portion of your diet should consist of fruits and vegetables. So you've got to learn how to mind what you eat. Don't just eat every feed food you see. Some people love seafood. If I can see it, I love it. Don't just eat every food you see. Living food consists of fruits, vegetables, grains, and nuts. Living foods are harvested, sliced, sprouted, and squeezed, not processed, packaged, and put on a shelf. I don't know how you can buy juice today, and it says fresh squeezed orange juice today, July 28, 2019. Good through July 19th. 2025 and it says fresh on it I want to know what's keeping that fresh for years and we grab it a year later shake it up come on put it in a bottle put some ice on it so living foods are recognizable as food great revelation Dead foods are the opposite. They are living foods that have fallen into human hands and been altered in every imaginable way so that, we will have, so that they will have as long a shelf life as possible and be as addictive as possible. That usually means the manufacturer has added considerable amounts of sugar, previously called corn syrup, syrup variously called corn syrup, dextrose, Fructose, Fruit Loops, <laughs> Glucose, <laughs> Sucrose. I mean, all of these names that none of us know how to pronounce. As well as man-made fats that are toxic to our bodies. These fats called, are also called hi- hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils. They're common ingredients in the American diet. And our present in most processed foods from crackers, crackers and pastries and hamburger buns. Got to eat less processed food and more living food. Amen. Amen. Tough group today. Can I give you all a, a good formula? The more living food you eat, the more life it will give you. living things live dead things die so if it's dead when you put it in your body then what is it producing in your body I'm not not talking about how it tastes but if it's alive when you put it in your body then what is it doing for your body probably producing more life everybody clear on this how many of y'all glad you came today? You know, you don't get a lot of this on a on Sunday morning in church. All right, so life breeds life. Death breeds death. Number four, service. How many of know God didn't save you to sit down? He saved you to serve. And everyone has an opportunity to be great in the kingdom. He said, let the greatest among you become servant of all. If you want to be great, Then serve. I believe it also has an impact on your physical body. I believe when you take care of God's business, he takes care of your business, spirit, soul, and body. Whatever you put him first in, he puts you first in. Exodus chapter 23, 25, New King James Version says, So you shall serve the Lord your God. Personalize that. And he will bless your bread and your Kool-Aid. Is that what it says? What will he bless? Your bread and your what? So what does he bless? Bread and water. And he will take sickness away from the midst of you. Why? Because you serve the Lord your God. So serving will also help you connect to health. Number five, faith will help you connect to health. Go with me to Luke chapter 8. We all know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. I can't imagine bleeding out for 12 years. I don't even want to try to imagine that. And the scripture tells us that she spent all of her living on physicians. Because physicians, I'm not saying they're not good ones out here, but there are other ones that are just in it to make money. She spent all of her living on physicians. Specifically says that. Spent all of her living and she got no better. Anybody ever just went to the doctor and you didn't get better? You actually got worse? Spent all of her living. She heard about this man named Jesus coming to town. And she just kept saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And it's a huge crowd out here, right? And finally she gets to him, she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus turns around and he says, who touched me? And the disciples began to say, Master, what are you talking about? The whole crowd is thronging you and touching you. What are you talking about? Who touched me? He said, no, this touch was different because I felt virtue. I felt power go out of me. And when the woman realized that she had been exposed, she came to him and she said, Jesus, it was I. I touched you. And then listen to what he said to her in Luke chapter 8, verse 48. He said to her, daughter, he called her a daughter, your faith, not my faith for you, but your faith. How many know your issue is your battle? We need to stop all of this running to people to help us with our situation. Come on, God has given you faith. He's dealt to every man a measure of faith. We all start with something. Use it for your situation. And he encouraged her. He said, daughter, your faith, Amplified says here, your personal trust and confidence in me is what made you well. Then he didn't stop there. Look at what he said. Go in peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. I personally believe that that moment she got all her money restored. Now, it doesn't say whether she was married or not, but I can only imagine if you're bleeding out for 12 years, you're probably not. Can't have children, right? I, I personally believe when he said your faith has made you whole, not only did she get her body healed, but she got all the money that she lost restored back to her. Come on, somebody. I can, pi- I can picture this lady with a family because how many of you know God never halfway does anything? If God is in it, he's going to finish it hold to God means every aspect of your life, spirit, soul, and body. He's never just doing one and not concerned about all of you. Number six, truth. Number six, truth. John chapter 8 verse 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now if we read that slowly, you'll notice It's not the truth that makes you free. Just knowing the truth doesn't make you free. It's not what he said. It's the truth that you know and you walk in that makes you free. I can tell you all day long I want to be healthy. If I go out of here and buy a quarter pounder, large fry apple pie I know we used to do that as a kid give me a Big Mac large fry apple pie milkshake (laughs) see the difference was we're playing all day long right but my point is you cannot override the spiritual when you're wrong in the natural See, see he gave us the truth and he gave us a diet within that truth I can't just do what I want to do and then ask him to bless it. I want to irritate the enemy for about 10 seconds again. I, I feel like we're ruffling some feathers in here. Can we just go ahead and irritate Satan a little bit by just giving God a good praise in here today? It's like, I like to irritate him like that. like we got him on the run a little bit here he like he like he like pastor don't tell those people that stuff don't tell them the truth it's not it's not the truth that makes you free it's the truth that you know and you walk in that makes you free and I'll close with my favorite one number seven Water and exercise. Oh, yeah, he's going to help you, too. He's going to help you. Water and exercise. Water and exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Water and exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, water and exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Say it it again, Pastor. Water and exercise exercise. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Let that. Yeah. 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 Water and exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Won't he do it? Water and exercise. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ain't he all right? Mm -hmm, Yeah, Ain't he all right? I know he's all right. I know he's all right.
1: Yes.
0: Maybe that'll help it go down a little bit. Y'all want me to add a little bit of that to it? Water and exercise. Water and exercise. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1, the A portion of that, he says ho everyone who thirsts come to the waters so he says if you're thirsty drink water I mean the fact that you're thirsty means that your body is deficient of water yeah, right. and most of us grab coffee tea coca-cola <laughs> Pepsi hello but the fact that I'm thirsty means that my, wa- my body is deficient of water. I'm almost reminded when Moses was leading the children through, his, uh, through the wilderness, on their way to the promised land, and the children said, I'm thirsty, Moses. And God told Moses to speak to the rock. Moses smacked the rock. That's what kept him out of the promised land because God told him to speak to it, not smack it. Him smacking it indicated him doing it his way and not God's way I mean, uh, with God partial obedience is still disobedience. but the point is what came out of the rock was water not Kool-Aid not coffee first thing you should do in the morning is not drink a cup of wa- a coffee it should be drink a cup of water I'm not telling you not to drink coffee or, or, or tea. I'm telling you to make sure you get your water in as you drink your coffee and tea. So if you're thirsty, drink water. Our bodies are 70% water, 70%. So then if our bodies are 70% water, then the best thing we can give it is water. How much is enough? To determine how much water your body needs, take your body weight in pounds and divide it by two. That's how much water in ounces you need every day. Simple math, if you weigh 100 pounds, drink 50 ounces of water every single day. Of course, on days that you work out, because you, what, excrete more water, right, then you drink a little bit more. On days that you don't work, work out, you don't have to drink as much. But make it a goal every day to drink half your body weight in ounces. No amens. Water and exercise. Uh-huh. I got to go there, right? Water and exercise. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 1 timothy chapter 4 verse 8 let's look at exercise that's water right so if i want to get all the toxins out of my body rejuvenate my body clean my kidney all my major organs the best thing to do that with is water water detoxifies all day long we're breathing in and eating toxins we don't drink water to flush that out of our system, then all those free radicals, they have to kind of get together inside your body. They get together long enough, hang out in the area long enough, then they got to turn into something. Amen. Most sickness and disease enters into the body through what we eat. Amen. Let's talk about exercise. Yeah. Yeah. First Timothy eight for bodily exercise profits a little right so it profits right but it says a little a lot of times we take this out of context i've heard people say see pastor that's why i focus on godliness because godliness profits in all things let's read the bible let's keep reading and understand the context here he said for bodily exercise profits a little if you read other translations for the time that you do it it profits you so in other words, if I wanted to profit me today, I need to do it today. I don't get credit at 52 for playing basketball in college. Come on, somebody. Come on, I cannot say it. this is still baby weight and the child is 14 years old now. Come on, I'm just loving on you right now. I'm just loving on you. I, mean, no, I, can't, I can't use that. I can't say what I used to be. So what he's saying is, it only profits me for the time that I do it. Everybody clear? So he said, bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Keep reading. Having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So if you listen to what he says, exercise profits you on earth. Godliness profits you on earth and in heaven. That's what he said. But exercise is important. Look at your neighbor and ask him, when is the last time you exercise? And look him right now and tell them, don't lie to me. Come on, tell them, don't lie to me. Come on, look at somebody else, I don't believe them. Look at somebody else and say, listen to me. Listen to me. Look him right now and tell them, listen, when is the last time you exercised? Come on, ask them. I bet there's a whole lot of answers going on out there. For many people, exercise is the most difficult part of healthy living. It's the most difficult part of healthy living. Really, both of those are challenges, to eat healthy and to exercise. But exercise, depending on when the last time you did it and the way your body feels after the first time you did it after you haven't done it in a long time, will discourage you from doing it again. Because in your mind, if exercise makes me feel like this, I felt better before I exercised. So how many of y'all know no pain and no gain? So for many people, exercise is the most difficult part of healthy living. I would say along with eating right. But your body was designed to move. It needs water, rest, food, and exercise to run smoothly. A body in motion stays in motion. Think about water in a stagnant pool. If the water is in a pool that's stagnant, what happens to it over time? gets stale algae begins to form disease comes in the water is no longer good to drink so think about it for a moment the same thing it's doing sitting in a bowl somewhere it's doing sitting in your body when your body is stagnant you gotta stir up the waters through exercise so that you keep everything flowing in and flowing out see what I just did flowing out you need two to three good flow outs every day and exercise will help it flow out there's another benefit from exercise you know belly fat is the issue Right, in the gym they'll tell you, right, in the gym they'll tell you that you're in good shape if you have a 10 inch separation between your shoulders and your waist. That means I'm a 44 up top, 34 in the waist. They say you're in good shape. You're in great shape if you have a 12 inch separation. Right, so belly fat is the issue. It'll help keep down. I'm about 10 pounds too heavy right now. I need to get down 10 to be in my optimum shape to get to that 32 inch waist but I'm comfortable with a 34, as long as I keep that 10. Let me tell you what else motivates me. You know, Viagra and all of these things are billion dollar businesses today, billions. And you know what the issue is? It's belly flat. Belly fat stops blood flow. And how many of y'all know if there's no blood flow, you can't go. That's why I exercise one of the greatest motivations in my life to keep that belly fat down is to keep that blood flowing because I did not get married for that blood not to flow. Oh, how precious is that flow. Precious is that flow. That flow is precious to a married man. Come on, I need all the brothers in here right now to say amen at that preaching right there. I said, the flow is precious to a married man. Billion-dollar business today, Mayor. Billion-dollar business. Billion-dollar business. Billion-dollar business. business. Because what men have said is, I still want to eat my hamburgers, I want my ribs, I want my pork, I don't want to exercise, I don't want to do none of that, but I still need to do that. So so, teach, so give me something that let me eat whatever I want to eat, not exercise, and still do that. And it's worth paying for. When you get to keep your money, live healthier, be in better shape, and have free flow, and it don't cost you nothing. I think I'm going to take the free flow and go exercise. Something easy to do, 15 minutes out every day. Guess what? If you walk 15 minutes out, you have to get back home. Guess what? If it took you 15 minutes to get out there, it takes you 15 minutes to get back. You just got 30 minutes of exercising every day. Just want to go see my 95-and-a-half-year-old grandmother. I said, she still lives by herself, takes care of herself. 95-and-a-half. I said, what are you doing, Grandma? She said, I walk up three flights of stairs every day, and I walk down every day. She said, grandson, my goal is to be the oldest living relative in this family. My dad died at 100. I want to make it to 101. I said, well, Grandma, why don't you shoot for 110? So that way, if you come up short, you go way past it. Don't just try to get to it, then you don't have another go. Go past it. So stirring the waters with exercise has a powerful effect on your health. Exercise helps prevent cancer, heart attacks, heart disease, lowers stress, promotes weight loss, decreases your appetite, May help prevent diabetes, control blood sugar sugar in diabetics, slows down the aging process, tones your muscles, improves digestion, aids in restful sleep, energizes your mind, reduces depression, improves memory retention and reaction time, and increases lung capacity, and all of that is free, and it does not cost you anything. Water and exercise in order to connect to help. Put video number two up on the screen. I wanna show you all a quick video to inspire you. Video number two, I showed number one. In the Some birthday row. wishes for an East Valley man. Today he is 110 years old.
1: Yeah, as Susan Casper reports, the guy is sharing his secret to longevity. If you eat properly, get your rest, Words to live by considering Bernando LaPaio of Mesa was born in 1901 and has lived to be 110 years old.
2: They had no automobiles, they had no airplanes. I saw them all come about.
1: Bernando tells me he's never been sick a day in his life. He walks every morning and eats mostly organic fruits and veggies.
2: People ask me, uh, What do you do to stay so young? I say, Well, You've heard the uh, old saying, I know you have, you are what you eat.
1: So what's Bernando's secret? Five foods, garlic, honey, cinnamon, chocolate, and olive oil. Healthy habits Bernando picked up from his father, a doctor who lived to be 98.
2: And he told me not to eat ordinary red meat. He said lamb is okay, but red meat, stay away from it, hot dogs and and french fries and all those things, don't eat it.
1: Fernando keeps his brain sharp by being a voracious reader, solving crossword puzzles and playing checkers.
2: I can remember things that my father told me when I was eight years old.
1: A father who showed his son how to have a rich life worth living.
2: And he taught me how to live, how to eat, and to have faith in God, and, and he would take care of me. And so far, it has happened.
1: In Mesa, Susan Casper, ABC 15 News. Some birthday wishes for an Easter That's 110 years
0: old. Walks every day. What are we doing? Put video number three up there. Video number three. I want to inspire you a little more.
3: I am Ernestine Shepard, 80 years of age. I bench pressed 110 pounds. I started training at age 71. I was named the oldest female competitive bodybuilder at the Guinness Book of World Records. My sister and I started exercising together. I had never done any type of exercising before. Before she died, she said, promise me you will follow my dream and try to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. So, that's what I did. I have been in six or seven competitions. I win, but some I come out second, and third and i'm pleased with that i'm up every morning at 2:30 after i have my devotions i walk and i run approximately 10 miles i'm at the gym at 7:30 and i have a group of ladies that i train down one i train all ages one of the youngest I think she's about 20 years of age. And the rest go from 40 all the way up to 80. When people come to my class for the very first time, they are really, really surprised. They said, I didn't think this exercise would be this tough but if you can do it, we are going to do it too. I really don't feel as though I'm 80 years of age, but I am. I want to keep training until my day is done.
0: What are we doing? She didn't start till she was 70. And now she's training other people. I don't know if you all saw it. She's working out in heels. What are we doing? You all get anything out of this today? let's all stand to our feet let's hear the conclusion of the matter what is the heart of the father is that he prays that we would in every way succeed and prosper and be in health physically just as i know your soul prospers spiritually in order for your soul to prosper spiritually you need to know jesus christ as your personal lord and savior I mean, no, your soul can't prosper spiritually without a relationship with Christ. What you just saw is the will of God for all of his children. If you were listening, you heard a connection. Both of them had a prayer life, devotion life, so they took care of the spiritual, and they ate healthy, and they exercised. This is important to health. Now, where every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. I want to give three invitations today. If your soul is not...